Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply BJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life and to add value to your day. Additionally, one of the goals of this podcast is to tackle real-life issues with a practical approach while also discussing spiritual implications. So let's talk. If I can be honest with you, periodically I find myself grieving the past. And this is not the kind of grief associated with regret about my past or past failures or past mistakes, or even the grief associated with the loss of loved ones when you remember them as they've passed on. This is a different type of grief. This is the kind of grief that causes me to lament the decline in our society. It causes me to grieve the loss of the simplicity of my childhood when family was everything. And everything that we needed as a people was right at our front door because there was such a tremendous sense of community in our society. I find myself grieving because the lines between right and wrong continue to become more blurred. I grieve because of the loss of values. Our priorities and our sense of what is important has plummeted. It seems that we are now in a place where we more value things than we do people. Our culture is obsessed with wealth and the trinkets of success to the degree that people feel entitled to success without ever doing the work. And people are obsessed with instant gratification, thinking that success is supposed to be immediate. But ironically, many of us lack the character to manage the level of success that we desire. So the question of the day is, do you have the character to manage success? And pondering this question on a personal level, I'm reminded of two statements that I heard some years ago. The first statement was made by Joyce Meyer almost 25 years ago. She said, do not let your gifts take you where your character can't keep you. The second statement was made by Zig Ziglar, who said, success is when opportunity meets preparation. When I combined these two statements, the message to me was, It is possible to forfeit success if you lack the preparedness that results from character development. Having prior experience is important. Having book knowledge is good. Having formalized education is even better. But more importantly than these things is the need to undergo or having some level of character development. Now, before we go any further, let's establish what character is. The dictionary defines character as mental and moral qualities that distinguish one person or group from another. It can also mean moral or ethical strength. It's also synonymous with integrity. So if character is a type of moral or ethical strength, then it also must be developed through resistance and discipline in the same way that our muscles are developed by weight resistance. In weight training, muscles are built as they are forced to tighten against the pressure or the resistance caused by weights. Muscles are built when the person training learns to balance the resistance and then push against it. Each time that you and I face a challenge and resist the temptation to quit, we are building mental and spiritual qualities that enable us to manage success. Conversely, when we refuse to face challenges, our mental and spiritual qualities are underdeveloped. 
Not only do we need resistance to build our capacity to withstand challenges, but we also need discipline. Discipline has two components, decision-making and action. In the same way that a person who engages in weight training has to decide to continue training and then take the action necessary to do the training, we have to decide to live a life of mental strength and moral excellence and then execute or walk out that decision. Sometime in 2007 or 2008, I experienced a financial setback. And while I was at work, I received an email from my bank stating that my wages would be garnished. Now, I had just come through a major financial hardship and I was working really hard to rebuild my financial situation and every cent counted in my effort to do so. But that email hit me like a ton of bricks and I was completely overwhelmed by it. I was so overwhelmed that I had to ask my supervisor for permission to leave work. After leaving work, I drove to Finley Park, which is one of my favorite places to go when I lived in Columbia, South Carolina. And as I sat there staring at the waterfall, I called one of my prayer partners, Gwen Sutton, who was someone that I could look to for support, prayer, and encouragement. After telling her what had happened, she said something to me that continues to resonate me to this day. She said, Barry, the things that you are going through are necessary. They are building you. Otherwise, the things that you're trying to build will collapse because it will be built on the back of a weak man. Now, if I can be honest with you, that was not what I wanted to hear at the moment, but it was what I needed. And Sister Gwen was absolutely right. The things that happened to me yesterday built me for today. And this was the message that Joseph conveyed to his brothers in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. During the last episode of The Lifeline, we've referenced the story of Joseph found in Genesis chapters 37 and then 39 through 51, and how it was evident that Joseph made a decision to live as a victor rather than a victim because he managed to overcome the obstacles in his life. I would even venture to say that his ability to make such a resolve was because his character had been built through his experiences. For those of you that missed last week's episode, here's a recap of Joseph's story. Joseph's brothers threw him to a ditch or a pit and then he was sold into slavery. Joseph was then purchased by an Egyptian officer named Potiphar. Eventually though, Potiphar promoted Joseph to become the head of his household. And for a while, everything was going well for Joseph until Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of trying to rape her after Joseph denied her advances. As a result, Joseph was thrown into prison. Interestingly enough, though, while he was in prison, Joseph was promoted again as a leader over other prisoners. During his time in prison, Joseph helped Pharaoh's butler. Then two years later, the butler became a reference for Joseph to the Pharaoh. After the butler told the Pharaoh about Joseph's skill set, Pharaoh sent for Joseph from the prison. After meeting the Pharaoh and providing a solution to the Pharaoh's dilemma, Pharaoh then promoted Joseph from prisoner to prime minister of Egypt. Now, if you look at this, Joseph was a G. Three times, Joseph hit rock bottom, and each time, he rose to the top. First, he was promoted from slavery to chief officer in Potiphar's house. Then he was promoted in prison over other prisoners. Then lastly, he was promoted from prisoner to prime minister. So what was Joseph's secret sauce? How did he always manage to come out on top? Simply put, Joseph had the wherewithal to manage his successes because he was a man of character. 
Joseph had the wherewithal to manage his successes because he was a man of character. So let's take a deep dive or a look at the character of Joseph. What qualities did Joseph possess that caused him to always bounce back from the most seemingly insurmountable situations? Well, the first characteristic or quality that we see in Joseph is trustworthiness. How do we know that Joseph was trustworthy? Well, Potiphar entrusted his house to Joseph. While he was in prison, the prison warden entrusted other prisoners to Joseph. And then finally, Pharaoh entrusted the entire country of Egypt to Joseph. So Joseph was indeed trustworthy. But how did Joseph develop this trait of trustworthiness? Well, based upon his conversation with Potiphar's wife, it was evident that Joseph was a man of integrity. He had a strong code of ethics. But also, after Joseph had been mishandled by the people that he should have been able to trust, he learned the value of being trustworthy. So one indicator that you and I are ready for success is trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. Can people trust us? Can God trust us? Is our word good? Is our code of ethics strong? Is your motive and your desire for success pure? So the first indicator of readiness for success is trustworthiness. We must be trustworthy. The second is self-control or discipline. Self-control or discipline. So how do we know that Joseph had self-control or discipline? Well, we know this because Joseph could have gotten away with sleeping with the Pharaoh's wife. But Joseph refused her, although he was at his sexual prime, because he had a strong code of ethics. So how did Joseph develop this strong code of ethics or this strong sense of self-control? Well, Joseph had been victimized by people who lacked self-control or self-restraint. His brother's unrestrained hatred toward him and their ability to overpower him caused them to throw him into a ditch. So Joseph saw firsthand what can happen when a person is victimized by people with the lack of self-control. In my opinion, self-control is critical for success. The Bible says that a person without it is like a city without walls. People with self-control do not use their authority to abuse or overpower other people. Those who have it do not take liberties just because they can. People with self-control understand the importance of making sound decisions rather than impulsive ones. I also believe that self-control is a superpower. The lack of self-control is a surefire way to sabotage your success. And so we have to ask ourselves, we have to examine ourselves and look at ourselves and say and ask, do you have the level of self-control it will take to manage the level of success that you want to experience in life? We have to ask ourselves that question. Do you have the level of self-control it will take to manage the level of success that you want to experience in your life? So the first indicator of readiness for success is trustworthiness. The second is self-control or self-discipline. Thirdly, strong people skills or strong interpersonal skills. Strong people skills or strong interpersonal skills. Interpersonal skills means that a person has the ability to work well with others, to get along with others, and interact in ways that are healthy. So how do we know that Joseph had strong people skills? In prison, Joseph showed great concern and compassion for the butler and the baker when they were troubled. And then he took the time to ask them about what was troubling them and to talk with them. 
Now, Joseph had just been promoted and he could have very well overlooked them and allowed his promotion to go to his head. But he did not allow his power or his position to give him the big head. And this is a great lesson for us. Power, promotion, and success are never a license to be inhumane or insensitive to others. Power, promotion, or success is never a license to be inhumane or insensitive to others. Truly successful people understand that the world does not revolve around them. Truly successful people recognize that one of the primary functions of their success is to add value to the lives of others. So the first indicator of readiness for success is trustworthiness. The second is self-control. And the third is strong interpersonal skills or people skills. And lastly, the fourth indicator of readiness for success is humility. Humility is the state or the quality of having a healthy perspective of yourself without being arrogant or prideful. So how do we know that Joseph was a man of humility? Well, when Joseph was summoned by the Pharaoh, he took the time to shave and change his clothes, not because he wanted to show off, but because he recognized that he was going to stand before the presence of a king, and he knew that he could not just go into the Pharaoh's presence in any kind of way. So it was necessary for him to make the adjustment so that he could be appropriately dressed for the king. Secondly, when Joseph stood before Pharaoh, he told Pharaoh that the source of his ability to interpret dreams was God. Life had humbled Joseph. In Genesis 42, Joseph had become a man of great humility. He was no longer the arrogant daddy's boy that was described in Genesis 37. Arrogant people with power are dangerous because they will weaponize their power rather than use their influence for the greater good. And so the question that we have to ask ourselves in pursuit of success is, do we want success to prove a point or flaunt our importance? More importantly, we have to ask ourselves, are we really ready for success? And it takes great humility to ask that question and to answer it honestly. Humble people understand that they are a small part of a cosmic plan, and therefore they have to govern themselves accordingly. And so, as I think about this, many of us want some level of success. But the question is, why do we want that success? More importantly, we have to ask ourselves if we're really ready for it. Can we be trusted? Do we know how to exercise self-discipline? How are our people skills? Most importantly, are we humble? There's nothing wrong with desiring success, but success can go really wrong without the right character to manage it. So let's take this time to engage in self-reflection and self-examination and ask ourselves honestly and answer it honestly. Do we really have the character to manage success? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to pray with the listeners of The Lifeline. And Father, like them, I pray for myself and I pray for us collectively that you would help us to be the people or the kind of people that you would have us to be as individuals and collectively. And even though we live in a time where people have a lot of selfish ambitions, help us to recognize that we were not created only for ourselves, but we were created to be a benefit to the earth. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to be people who are trustworthy. Help us to be people who are humble. Help us to be people who are self-disciplined. And help us to be people who have strong people skills. I pray that you will use us to be a blessing. Even as you have blessed us, help us to be a blessing to others. We praise you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my friend, thank you for tuning into the Lifeline. It is my prayer that we have added value and life to your day. God bless you and have an incredible day on purpose. 
Thank you for tuning into the Lifeline podcast, and it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless.